Hey, Sherlock, come show Bailey your teeth. Wait, 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 wait. Don't show me his teeth yet. Let's start the show, and then you can show me his teeth. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, Sherlock, don't run. <laughs> All right, well. Hi, welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh, B, is that you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's wow, me. Oh, I forgot your voice. That's rude. Called. That's rude. <laughs> um, this is Triple F Dogcast, uh, the podcast where we talk about those faithful furry fucks we call our own. Can you introduce yourself? Oh yeah, hey, it's Audrey. <laughs> so that's Audrey. Probably also forgotten my voice too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we're getting we're getting caught back up. How how are you? I'm okay. Um, you know, just working retail while I try and figure shit out. Are you all done with the holiday village? Oh my god, yes! Kill me. It was awful. It was ten hour days every day, nonstop. People are just so fucking annoying, especially around the holidays. Yeah. They were just, like, so annoying. I was just like, I, you know, actually, like, I don't need the sale. You can leave if you want. Like, <laughs> well, and they're, like, trying to bargain with me. I'm like, what, like, do we look like we're in, like, the streets of Morocco? Like, this isn't, like, a bargaining thing. You have plenty of people paying like, full price, so. Yeah. Like, this is actually, it says the price right there. And that's it. Happy New Year. Thanks, you too. Is 2019 looking up for you? You know, if I get a job, it will be. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So far, it's fine. No complaints so far. But, you know, I don't know. This will be... What the fuck is that? My fucking fridge, I guess. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yes. Like, excuse me, I'm recording the a fuck? podcast. The fuck? I'm <laughs> Already a little, like, worried about (laughs) noise anyway, because it's been raining for, like, a goddamn week. Really? Yeah. We're under fucking water. And, um, I know, like, atypical for Southern California, but, um, it's been raining for so long that the girls aren't asking for walks anymore. Like, they know I'm going to open the front door and it's still going to be shitty outside. So, um, they ate breakfast and they just went straight back to bed. I'm going to try to take, I'm going to try to find like a pocket of drizzling instead of actual raining to take them out today. Um, I've been kind of cataloging the dogs I see walking around the neighborhood with their like miserable owners under umbrellas. Oh gosh. You know, when you, you know, I used to dog walk in the pouring rain and I would come home just like soaking wet from head Mm -hmm. to toe. Does Sherlock walk in the rain? Oh, he loves the rain. He loves any season. <laughs> he loves the rain. He loves the snow. He doesn't care. He loves being outside. Yeah, I can't get my girls to go out. He loves all the out. elements. <laughs> He's a r- rough and... What's it? Rough and rugged? He's... <laughs> okay, so you, you've got some weird shit for us today. Yeah, Sherlock. Hey, Sherlock. So, Sherlock's tooth is falling out. That's pretty much the gist of it. So Audrey sent me frantically. <laughs> Audrey sent me like an a text message in like all caps and was like, um, Sherlock's fucking tooth is falling out. 
Sherlock's tooth is about to fall out. What the fuck is going on? Sherlock's tooth is falling out. And then she sent me a video of, like, <laughs> Sherlock <laughs> sticking his tongue in and out of his mouth. And, like, you can hear the sound of the little tooth, like, clacking around and moving while he... Oh, my God. So this is strange then... because he's otherwise a young, healthy dog. Yes, and it's also strange because, you know, when he had that paw thing, we were at the vet. And that was no more than six months ago. And she checked his teeth and she said they looked great. Okay. So that's a pretty short amount of time for a tooth to go from being great to falling the fuck out. Is it gone? Did, did they take it out? No, it's still there. And it still wiggles around? It's so loose, Bailey. It's crazy. Pick him I up. I want to like see it. It's, it's going to fall out at any moment. The vet was literally laughing. When I brought him in, <laughs> because she was feeling it, and she was like, "This tooth is about to fall out," and I was like, "I know." You're like, "I know. I've been touching it too." Let's look at the toothies. Hi, Sherlock. Let's show her the toothies. I know this is going to be a little embarrassing for you. Oh my <laughs> god! Hang on, I got to take a screenshot. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so are you supposed to just let it fall out naturally yeah she's like i can pull it i mean we she and i both tried to just yank it out <laughs> to see if it would just fall out but it they're still a little bit connected so she was like i mean i could pull it out but it's gonna hurt him and he's not gonna be happy about it or you can just let it fall out on its own which i feel like will be any day it's Does been like two weeks does she have any ideas um, as to what happened to it? Yeah, essentially, she just said that um, she thinks that, like, I guess it was a weak tooth, and it just got, like, gingivitis or something, and it just got infected <laughs> real fast. He just, he just had one weak tooth. Yeah. So she thinks it was gingivitis, like she could see gum irritation or whatever? Yeah. It, what, the tooth's it, not it, broken? Right now it looks pretty clean, because... Part of our New Year's, me and Chris's New Year's resolution was to brush his teeth every night. Um, yeah, I would imagine that that would become a priority now that he lost yeah, the tooth. You can imagine, yeah. <laughs> so we've been doing, we've been doing like the tooth gel every night. Mm -hmm. And then I just started teaching him how to brush his own teeth. Cute, very which, good. Look, he's doing it right now. He just went over to his toothbrush. Good boy, Sherlock. Oh yeah, you just have him chewing on the actual brush. Yep. Good job. So Audrey put yep. his, his toothbrushes in his bed, and I don't know, did you put something yummy on the on the tip of it? Yeah, so I started with peanut butter. I just, like, before I put toothpaste on it, I just slathered it in peanut butter and then slowly started adding toothpaste to it. Clever. And so he just goes there and he sits down and brushes his own teeth. Yep. What a exactly. good guy. I think I'll pick up, I, I think... Um, I will adopt your New Year's resolution and um, do a little bit better job cleaning my dog's teeth. Yeah, it's one that you just really have to get in the habit of it. Yeah, we sometimes do because in the evening we typically do like the fish oil pill, um, joint supplement, and because mm -hmm. uh, they're in treat form. And that is when we should just put the, the gel or the toothpaste in. My, my issue is always that I get in the habit of, I like to give my dogs apology treats. So like 
if I have to do something they don't like, if I have to clip their nails or I have to um, put Freya in the bathtub and wash her paws or something like that, I always end up giving my dogs an apology treat. You know, like, I'm sorry that you had to do that. Thanks for being a good girl. Here's a treat. You can't do that with teeth brushing because you have to let them just, like, the toothpaste Mm -hmm. has to sit in there for half an hour. And so exactly, I always feel bad because it's a little bit like my dog looks at me like I'm torturing them and then I can't apologize with a cookie afterwards. So I'd like, exactly. I know that's, that's why me personally, I have not been positively reinforced to continue to brush my dog's teeth. Yeah, the gel is pretty easy. He's gotten used to it. So at night when we, because you have to, he has to not have eaten or drinking for like 30 minutes before mm-hmm. or after he takes it. So we go on our walk and then we come home and then he pretty much just sits down and stares at me like, like, okay, it's going to (laughs) happen. He knows. And then I just ask him to stay and I just squat behind him and just put the gel in and, and that's it. I try to just praise him for it because I can't give him anything else. Yeah, that's really the the choice there. Spooky um, had a tooth pulled because she had a broken molar. Um, like oh, it was, shit. it was cracked in oh, half. Yeah, I remember this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Spooky got, um, in a fight with a dog who, um, really fucked her up and, um, actually took a tooth out of her mouth. Um, oh. we raced her to the vet thinking her jaw was broken, but it wasn't, it was just a tooth. But while they were in there, they said, we have to remove this tooth. They said, this one's broken. Can we get rid of it too? Um, oh and I God. said, so sure. So on one side of Spooky's um, mouth, she's just got no molars in the back. She's just a big old empty space back there. Um, but they say that that it was probably like a, a bone or something too hard that she chewed. And we used to, when the dogs were younger, we used to give them antlers. Um, before it kind of people started going to the vet with broken teeth from the antlers, um, that's always the issue when, like, things hit the major pet stores. I don't know. A lot of people ended up having issues with the antlers. That was Spooky's, Spooky's deal. I don't know what, um, what Sherlock's damage was. Honestly, it, well, that was my first thought was when I saw that tooth. I was like, did he catch a Frisbee wrong? Did he, is it from an antler or a bone or something? But... It's just so bizarre. So, and I don't think we mentioned, it's his front top tooth. Yeah, so it's, a, it's, it's a canine. Two front teeth, yeah. So he's going to look a little ridiculous once it falls out. And everyone has asked me, can you get like... Uh, a gold yeah, tooth? Yes, a gold tooth. Yeah, can you? And I was like, I mean, I probably could, but I don't know if I could spend the money on that. Oh, that's that's fair. Although he would he would look like a baller. Huh, sure, like you'd look like a baller with a gold tooth. He's like, yeah. I was looking. Um, we we talked about this last week. Um, that I have this really cool. We talked about it last week, but I don't think it made it into the episode. That I have this really cool book called "What's Wrong with My Dog." Oh and yeah, it's this big, heavy, thick book. It's um, a pet owner's guide to 150 symptoms and what to do about them. It's um, by a guy named Jake uh, Tedaldi, who's a vet. And uh, first of all, I recommend the book because in a lot of situations 
we've been very frightened and in those, you know, it's always after vet hours, right? It's always like 10 fucking PM at night and something happens with your dog (laughs) and you're really trying to make that call. You and your partner are sitting there and looking at each other like, can we wait until the morning or will my dog die? And you have to really make that call of whether you're going to go to the vet or not. Um, particularly the emergency vet because of the cost. Um, and so this book has saved us in a lot of different situations because we can, what is it, Freya? I don't think Freya peed this morning. And so eventually she's going to come over here and ask and ask to go. Do you want to say hi to Audrey? Hi, Freya. Freya, look. Hi, Freya. Yeah. That's your friend. Oh, I see a little, another tail in the background. Oh yeah. Spooky. Who cares about her? Um, (laughs) so anyway, I opened this book while you were talking to see if I could find like a, um, tooth. Yeah. My dog's tooth fell out, but, but that, it doesn't seem to be in here because, um, I think just, uh, it's a parent. Yeah. Let it fall. Let it fall. Um, you know, I had to give me, um, (laughs) the vet was funny. She was like, I guess you could, you know, do the old trick of tying a little string around his tooth and closing the door. I mean, I, <laughs> I used to, <laughs> I mean, it would work, but I have an even better option is what I used to tell people who had, you know, when puppies like their, their adult canine comes in, but the baby canine is still there and they have like the double teeth in the front. Um, if you don't get that baby canine out, sometimes because it's crowded, it'll get infected and you'll lose both the teeth so we always try to encourage you get that baby baby tooth out um i used to just tell people to play a a rambunctious game of tug of war yeah so i've you know given him like bones and we haven't actually played tug of war yet but we should but it still hasn't fallen out but the vet gave me antibiotics that when it does fall out i have what i need to make sure you know it doesn't get infected so yeah, I went to the page. Um, my dog is drooling excessively because it covers uh, dental problems. Mm-hmm. I don't think Sherlock's drooling excessively, but um, the book is really super useful because it gives you a couple ideas like, okay, my dog is drooling excessively, what to look for, um, foreign objects, uh, any in- injuries, infection, or dental problems like Sherlock's tooth, um, any growths. And then there's a, a section on it that says when to go to the vet. And it tells you like the couple of symptoms that you really need to go to the vet for. Um, like you spot a foreign object that you can't safely remove yourself or your dog has a fractured tooth. You know, your dog has any growth in their mouth other than a wart. Um, we actually looked at this page. This page is bookmarked in our book because this is the first page we went to for when Freya got sick. Her first Aww. couple nights, um, her first couple nights up until diagnosis were um, she was drooling ropes and ropes of drool. And she was um, uncomfortable. And so, but anyway, I thought this book was kind of cool. And I thought maybe we would like work in a segment um, where we can just pick up like a random item from here and and learn a little bit about it. That's Um, a cool idea. Did you, did you say Sherlock had a paw problem? Yes, he did. He got an infection in his paw. How did that happen? You know, I don't know. All I know is that Chris and I went on a really long walk that day with him. And then by the, when we were just about to get to the apartment, he just stopped walking. And then we got home and he was just like licking his paw obsessively. So he probably just got a cut somewhere on the walk and then it got infected. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we, this happened on the podcast. Yeah. Um, we lived it. 
We lived it. But I was on the page. Get that cures every night. My dog is bleeding from his paw. The next page is my dog is bleeding from her skin. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, like a cut? I mean, yeah, I think it's. I think it's like. Kind of an odd way to put that. Yeah, it's a very odd way to put it. I think it's like um, trying to just figure out like where it's where it's coming from. The next page is my dog is bleeding from his anus, which is a little bit more um, targeted. Oh, yeah, that makes so, sense. Um, yeah, we'll we'll play with this book. Oh, my dog is regurgitating his food. Does it mention mega esophagus? No. What does that mean? Well, Freya regurgitates her food. So food... No, I know, but a lot of dogs do. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Let's um, Regurgitation is a simple way of emptying the stomach before the initial stages of digestion have been completed. Um, there's a bunch of different reasons, it says. Uh, usually... Um, an obstruction somewhere along the digestive tract, which could even be, you know how um, sometimes puppies and dogs, if they eat too fast, they regurgitate the kibble right away without digesting yeah. any of it. So that would be like an obstruction is it's like too much food comes in at once and the digestive system's like, holy God, what are we supposed to do with this? And then they, they it comes right back up, which is that's what like those slow feeder bowls and, and those sorts of things are. Yeah. Um, do you remember Belka? Who? Balka. I don't. Who's Balka? She was the puppy um, Labrador retriever that I babysat when uh, Sherlock was also yeah. a puppy. And she was fucking crazy. And she <laughs> ate, like, she swallowed all her food so fast. And then she threw it all up. And then she ate it again. Yummy. <laughs> I... <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Um, okay. What's this book called again? It's called What's Wrong With My Dog? A Pet Owner's Guide to 150 Symptoms and What to Do About Them by Jake Tadaldi. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll just fuck around with it on the show. Um, it's the it's the same um, company that creates that book 101 Dog Tricks with the Weimer honor on the cover. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like sold in every pet store in the nation. Or... But I really do recommend the book. Obviously, it's not every it's not going to have all the answers for you and the book is a little bit like the internet will be like take your dog to the vet, just take your dog to the vet. Um but for me it at least calms me down in those stages of trying to decide whether we're going to the vet and it's definitely given me the ability to survive the night with my dog uh, so that we can go to the vet in the morning when it will be um less disastrous to our life and our financial situation. Yeah, it's also just like peace. Well, the peace of mind because going on the internet, yeah, you can do, but sometimes you like go on the internet and then you're like, well, fuck, my dog's gonna die, and you like see like the worst case scenario possible. This book is written by um, a vet that chooses to be like very calm in the way he describes these things, and that's very helpful. You go online and you get somebody's like horror story. Because that's what everybody puts online is their horror story. Yeah. Never put yeah. their success. Um, okay, well, I hope Sherlock's tooth falls out soon. Oh, yeah. There will be photos as soon as it pops out. We'll try and get a nice photo of him smiling. Maybe we can crowdfund for Sherlock to get a gold tooth. <laughs> yeah, well, Sherlock will start his own GoFundMe page. Mm -hmm. 
All right, are you ready to get connected? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Let's canine connect. Canine connection. Love that song. <laughs> um, so we're gonna talk today about um, repeating cues. <laughs> so people who like say, sit, 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 sit down, sit down, put your butt on the ground, sit, sit, and then the dog sits, <clears throat> which as dog trainers, we've heard and seen so many times. Um, oh, yeah. It's in, it's people a, love to just like repeat themselves over and over again until it happens. But what they don't realize is then their dog, it's totally like distorting the way their dog thinks of the command right so like the the big thing first of all if you say the cue over and over and over again um you start to sound like a broken record and in a lot of situations the sound of a broken record's pretty annoying <laughs> and your dog will kind of start to tune you out like for example we talk all the time and our dogs ignore 90% of what we say, right? Like I'm, I'm talking to you right now and I'm talking to you about dogs and my dogs are ignoring me. Oh my God, they're so cute right now. Hang on. Do you see them? Oh my gosh. Is Spooky looking outside? She's laying on the back of the couch with her head outside of the window. Oh my God. How do you have so many text messages? Oh, Good did Lord. you see that on my phone? Yeah, I don't need you. I don't need you to worry about my social life. Blowing up! Oh my god! (laughs) I don't need you to worry. No one ever texts me. Well, (laughs) um, gosh, (laughs) I'll text you more often. I just had a busy weekend. Um, I have a lot of people who who are waiting for stuff. I did um ten ten shoots this weekend, um photo shoots, so I have shit to do. Um. But yeah, so you start to sound like a broken record, and our dogs are already very good at ignoring the things that we say. So if you say sit five times in a row, the dog's like, cool, cool, that's one of those words I'm supposed to ignore. Yeah, that's so funny. That's one of the words I'm supposed to ignore. Even, you don't think, even though, like, I mean, but there's a difference, right? It's kind of the same as, like, when you have, like, your if you have a verbal cue versus a clicker, like... If you're looking at them, is that, like, shouldn't they kind of recognize that we're talking to them? I mean, yeah. Or do we if talk I'm... to them enough that... Well, okay. You know, like, us talking and you not looking at them, right? They'll be like, oh, yeah, like, she's just doing her own thing. Sure, but if I look at my dogs right now, they're not... They don't look at me, you know? I'm, I'm looking at them and they're... They're not looking at me. Um, if I say there are names and they look at me, yeah. yes. What that means is typically your dog's name means the next thing I'm going to say applies to you, right? Their name means pay attention. I'm going to give you a cue. Um, and so, yeah, if I say my dog's name and then I say a word like she, that she doesn't understand, um, like, okay, let me see if I can get Freya in the shot here. Can you see her? Yeah. My good girl. Freya. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Freya. So all she's doing is she's tilting her head, right? She's trying to figure out, okay, well, I know the word that comes after my name is for me, but shit, I don't know what that one means. You're a good girl, baby. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you're right. Um, looking at them and making that eye contact is important. Um, 
sometimes I don't have to look at them. Like if I'm prepping their, their dinner and I, I say sit and I don't look at them, they sit anyway, but that's because there's a motivation that's very obviously for them. So they're paying attention. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other big reason we don't want to repeat cues is, uh, uh, I, you mentioned this, it kind of distorts their, their understanding of the cue. And the one I always think about, I had this woman in one of my classes who was like, my dog doesn't sit down when I ask him to. I have to say it a bunch. I just want him to listen the first time. And I was like, okay, well, let me watch. And so she said, sit. And literally within three seconds, so sit, 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 sit down, put your butt on the ground. And then the dog sat. And it was that routine every single time. She would ask the dog to sit, sit, sit down, put your butt on the ground. Sit, sit, sit down, put your butt on the ground. Every single time. And I was like, that's the cue. The cue is sit, sit, sit down, put your butt on the ground. She was like, why? I was like, because you've said it like that way every time. So that's like an extreme example. But if you <laughs> if you say, um, you know, Sherlock lay, 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 and then he finally does it and you say, good boy, and he gets the clicker and the treat or whatever, um, you've taught him that he's supposed to wait for the third cue to do it. The dog, your dog doesn't know that lay is, is a word, you know, so he's just waiting for you to finish the cue. He performs the cue and then he gets the treat. So he thinks he's supposed to hear all three of them before he follows through. Yeah, it's true. Do you have any cues like that, that um, you started out with one verbal cue and it's just broken into something else? Actually, funny enough, uh, I think lay is one of them where sometimes it's like I rotate between lay and down. Does he do it for Mostly both of them? Because I think so. Hey, Sherlock. Oh, he's already laying down. <laughs> he's already down. Poor you down. Sometimes I have to, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I'll i say one and he just stares at me. And so then I'll say the other to see if maybe that one. And that one works. He'll respond to. And then sometimes it'll work. And then sometimes I'll combine them. <laughs> Great. Wow, what a good yeah, example you are. Bad. I know, it's bad. Yeah. It's just that one. It's just, it's just for lay, though. Well, and it's because that's how you've taught it. You've been inconsistent. And so he's inconsistent. Um my dogs probably re respond both to the word lay down and lay down. That's a pretty common one that we end up doing like that. Um, so they probably, they, they probably rest respond to all of them. Honestly, I think my dogs, as far as lay goes, probably respond better to the hand signal. Yeah, Sherlock, not so much for hand signals. Oh, and I guess the other one is, as we've seen on Instagram, me showing, telling Sherlock to go to bed is like, I can repeat that a million times. And then he'll sometimes eventually go to bed. And then he might lay down. So you want to um, kind of develop a sense of urgency in a dog so that they feel like they have to follow through uh, right away if they're going to get the reward. Um, there's a couple different ways you can do that. One is you can make the cue more exciting. So if you're having like a go to bed cue and Sherlock, you know, walks as slow as he can to the bed. You saw when you increased the motivation level, you used the bully stick. He bolted to the bed. 
Um, so that's one thing that can help is to just increase the urgency either by upping the motivation or maybe uh, you just deliver the cue more excitingly. Sherlock, go to bed! And you guys run towards the bed together um, to kind of develop that sense of urgency. But the big mistake is saying the cue more than once. Because as yeah. soon as you say the cue more than once, you've given the dog the permission to not respond the first time. You have to teach the dog that it's only ever said once. and It's like counting to three for kids. Right? Explain. You know, like when you're like, okay, one. And you're like, you're giving them more opportunities the more you go. Does that make sense? Or it, no? does, it does make sense, actually. It, um, it does make sense. I see what you're saying. And it's actually, I used to just call it the waiting game. Like, say the cue, yeah. and then wait as long as you can to see if your dog is going to perform that cue. And um, it usually works really well if you just hold a treat, and you just say Sherlock Lay, and then you just stare at your dog. And let him think about it, because sometimes there's different thoughts that are going through their head. Um, they may have forgotten what Lay means. Uh, they may be evaluating whether it's worth it or not. Or if you've broken your cue in the past, they're waiting for you to say Lay three or four more times before they follow through. So you just need to stand there and hold the treat and wait for it. And a lot of times, if you wait um, 15, 30 seconds, uh, your dog will do it. Eventually, they're going to kind of go through their cycle. They're going to try to sit. Maybe they try to paw at you. Maybe they jump up once, but you just wait and you wait and you wait. And eventually, your dog is going to try one of the behaviors that they know, which is to lay down. And they're gonna, you're going to get really excited and, and mark the behavior and give them a reward. And the dog goes, oh, fuck, that's what lay means. And you do that enough times, and the dog starts to get confident in what lay means. Um, and they will start to respond to the cue faster. A lot of times when we repeat the cue over and over and over, we're not even giving our dogs a chance to think and go through all of the stuff that we've taught them and figure out what it means. Um, so you don't think that if you wait too long and then they just do it, that they'll have forgotten what the cue was? So there's a chance. Um, but the thing about dog training is that you don't necessarily always have to be worried about whether the dog responded to the cue or not. Um, you, if, if it takes a minute and your dog eventually lays down, reward the behavior. Your dog laid down, great. And if laying down is more fun, um, it's more likely that they will try to lay down again when you say the cue. Um, it takes a lot of repetition for dogs to learn patterns because they're not learning yeah. like humans do. I learn a word, I learn the definition. That's, that's not how they think. It's just that this word happens to come before this behavior which happens to trigger a treat, and they do that enough times that it becomes um, it becomes a word and a definition that the dog understands. Um, usually I would say, like if you ask Sherlock to do something and um, he doesn't follow through and he's just, you're staring at each other, as long as he's still staring at you, he's still thinking and the gears are still turning, um, I wouldn't worry about it. It's when you're staring at the dog and you're waiting for the cue and you start to see them um, engage in any sort of like, uh, confusion behaviors or, or displacement behaviors like Sherlock starts looking away or he's yawning or he um, decides to groom himself like those are those are signs that the dog is just like I don't fucking know what you're asking me I'm gonna try to do something else so you ignore me when that happens um, you would then go and help your dog follow through on the behavior um, but yeah you're you're right they might not piece it together uh, but the more you do it they they will eventually yeah, that makes sense. Same goes for, like, if you ask your dog to lay and he sits instead. 
don't reward your dog yeah. for an yeah. effort. Reward your dog yeah. for the correct behavior. Um, a lot of times people will ask their dog to lay down and the dog will high five instead. And they're like, oh, so cute, my baby. And they give him a treat. And it was like, I know the high five is cute, but it's not what you asked for. Yeah. And your dog is, again, probably not going to follow through on a cue if it's if it means different things sometimes and you're going to find yourself having to repeat the cue again um, because the dog just doesn't understand. Totally. Okay, Sherlock, we got homework to do. Mm -hmm. So if you say a cue and you're staring, you're doing the waiting game and you're just staring at your dog and you're, you're trying to um, be good yourself about not repeating the cue, but you can tell your dog doesn't understand. Um, maybe you've only used hand signals for this behavior in the past, or maybe you're in a high distraction environment and it's hard for the dog um, to follow through uh, because of the stimuli around, then you can um, assist your dog through the behavior. So we have like the prompting hierarchy, which is how you mm -hmm. teach a behavior, but also how you um, uh, hint to a behavior or remind your dog of a behavior. Okay, yeah, yes. So just kind of going, so doing the opposite, going in reverse of how you taught it. Exactly. So when you teach a behavior, you start by luring the dog into position um, with like a treat up against their nose, the doggy magnet. Um, and then you do a false lure, which is the same hand motion, but no treat in it. And then you do the hand signal of your choice. Um, and usually there's kind of like a blending thing that happens between the, the fake lure and the hand signal of your choice. And then you put the verbal cue on. The verbal cue is the last thing you teach because it is the one that is the least natural to dogs. Um, following a treat, great, dogs understand that. Uh, their nose is very, very strong. And then hand signals, your dog tends to understand pretty well because um, dogs communicate via body language. What dogs don't communicate with is human language, you know, so that's the, the third one that we do. Um, but verbal cues are typically what people want their dogs to respond to the most. So if you start with a verbal cue and your dog stares at you like they don't remember what it means, then you would offer the hand signal. If the hand signal didn't work, you would go back to the fake lure uh, which is an empty hand, but you're up against their nose guiding them. And if that doesn't work, you would pull out the treat and do the actual lure again. Okay, so you really, you will still only say the command once. Oh, yeah. I only say the command once. And then I say the other commands, right? I say lay with my voice. That doesn't work. So I say it with my hand signal. That doesn't work. So I say it with the fake lure. That doesn't work. So I say it with the real lure. They were successful. They get the treat. The point is with dog training is that if I say the word lay and my dog doesn't really understand it and I repeat the word a couple times and they don't really understand it and then they walk away, well, my dog doesn't know lay any better now than they did before. All I did was raise my voice and get frustrated and all I did was make my dog a little un uncomfortable and nervous with the communication. So when you say a cue, always and forever, the dog has to follow through on that cue. If they can't do it on their own, you have to help them because it's your responsibility to help teach your dog how to exist in the world. So you say it once, and if that doesn't work, you can go backwards through that um, prompting hierarchy. And it's what you're trying to do is you're trying to least to most give your dog the answer. It's like the mm -hmm. verbal cue is, is one hint, and if they don't get that, then you do the hand signal as another hint, you know. Um, 
And if they don't understand that, you go all the way back down to the beginning. And you're going to find, yeah. like, out in public, you probably need to use a lure to get your dog to lay down. But in your home, you might be able to use a verbal cue to get your dog to lay down. It just kind of depends on how much um, stimuli you're dealing with. All right. I think that's it. Is there any? I think, I think so. we got it. It's a sim. It's like you know, it's a simple concept, but I think it is. It's super important. It's something to look at. Look at your cues. Look at which one you have to say more than once, and then just focus on that one for a little while. Um, but yeah, don't repeat the cue. It's annoying. It's annoying for you. It's annoying for the dog. It's annoying for everybody around you. It's annoying for everyone. Yes. And um, it's totally totally avoidable with the correct um steps that's easy yeah i can do that yeah so you'll let us know um if your dog is responding immediately like that's sometimes all it takes i ask my dog to sit and they sit down right away and someone's like oh she's so well trained oh (laughs) i love that yeah she is um okay pretty good hey audrey hey what's wagging well Okay, here we go. <laughs> Sherlock is now on CBD. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. So his tail isn't necessarily wagging. I would say so. But, <laughs> but I think emotionally he's feeling a lot like his heart is wagging. Okay, his heart is wagging. So why did you make the decision to put him on CBD? Uh, because of just like, I just, he has that anxiety, like the, the phone noises and, you know, this weekend we're going, um, out to see Chris's family and his sister's toddler's going to be there. Mm. And he, you know, she pulls on ears and she makes a lot of noise and her actions are unpredictable. So I was like, it's time. Is it a treat form? No, so I got the oil, um, but they, there are treat forms. I feel like the oil probably is a more efficient than a treat. I'm, I don't know. The treat I'm kind of skeptical of. Um, yeah, they uh, not not that not that I use marijuana, but at the shop um, they sell the. Um, the treats, and I always like look at them, and I'm like, hmm. Uh, do you? Uh, I don't know. Do you rub it into his paws? No. So they they do. They make a balm, um, which you could rub onto any kind of joint, um, but it's just a liquid. It comes in a dropper, and I just put it into like a freeze dried treat, and I give it to him. And you've noticed a change. Yep. Yeah, we, Chris and I, even tested it by letting our phones ping, and he didn't shake or anything. He's just a little stoned boy. Yeah, he was just like chilling. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I'm excited to hear that you're trying that because we've considered it, um, particularly for Lilu, because Lilu thinks the world is out to get her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, Freya has, you know, a myriad of health issues. Um, and sometimes I feel like it would be really nice to just, like, help her unwind for an evening. When she was mm-hmm. really sick, we used to give her tramadol. Like, we had, like, a big, um, oh, a, I know, a big set of painkillers in the house, and we were, you know, giving them to her as needed. Um, it was nice to be able to, like, knock her out and, like, put her to bed. Maybe CBD is, is something that we'll consider. We'll check in with you each week and see how Sherlock is doing. Well, natural. 
All natural, baby. Are you planning on just giving it to him every day? I haven't decided. Um, you know, right now I've been trying it out just because, you know, we have this weekend coming up mm-hmm. and I didn't want to just like give it to him without knowing if it did anything or not. So we tried it out and it seemed to make a difference. And then I'm going to use it this weekend. And I think he really needs it the most when it's just like groups of people that isn't just me and Chris. Right. So social events and traveling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, are you, is it like um, three to five drops kind of thing? Can you like increase while um, the, the challenge is um, greater? Yeah. So it says um, uh, to give a fourth of a dropper for every 25 pounds twice mm-hmm. daily. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Was the bottle expensive? 90 bucks. Oof. Yeah. It's, it's pricey. It's, it's not a big bottle. Yeah. Audrey just held up her fingers so I could see how big the bottle was. And it's, um, <laughs> it's petite. Yeah. Well, I'm curious to find out how long it lasts. Um, I'm curious to hear from you if you think you're really getting results from it. It's something that people have been asking me about that I have not had personal experience with yet. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. The next, I mean, the other big thing that's coming up in like the pet world that's becoming popular is hemp. So yeah, I haven't it, tried any hemp. I mean, I guess I have research to do. Again, um, not that I know anything about marijuana, but I thought hemp was just um, like a fiber. Like I thought hemp was more for, for creating like ropes or I don't know. I guess there's hemp soap. Oh, oh, yeah, there's. No, it's like, OK, honestly, let's look this up. OK, so we stop sounding like idiots. This is being recorded. Okay, we may so as well it's know. oil. It's oil. That is obtained by pressing hemp seeds. Okay, but what is what is the, what 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 is the purpose of hemp oil for a dog? It's light green in color with a nutty flavor. So it's <laughs> it's just a it's just a it's just a taste. No, uh, no, that was just me being dramatic. Oh. Um. Oh yeah. Let me look up Super Snoots. That's the brand I got. So um, they sell no. both CBD oil and hemp oil. Well, they were a CBD company, and now they're moving to hemp. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know as much about hemp as I do about CBD, so I feel more comfortable giving CBD. Right. And I also have friends and have had customers who've used cbd and say great things so hemp is just still very new i think oh i'm you know i'm looking forward to hearing um about sherlock's adventures with cbd and possibly hemp and you'll have to keep us updated and let us know if his heart is still wagging after the weekend i yeah this will be a big test because his niece really makes him nervous Poor Sherlock. You know, I mean, toddlers. You know, toddlers are hard. A lot of dogs have a hard time um, with little children. You know, it's not like obviously. You know, he's not aggressive, and he doesn't, you know, do anything that would alarm me. He just starts shaking because he is like, "Oh God! Like, what is she gonna do? Like, why? Why Because you know, it's like they kind of like scream randomly and like they fall over, and it's you know all like a ton of actions that he doesn't see coming. Right. 
and they just like do them all and he's like what is happening have we oh we did an episode on kids and dogs way back mm-hmm. um yeah it, it is tricky um and hopefully this will be a solution for him to at least reduce some of the anxiety Yes, I hope so. And, you know, obviously, you know, I can't rely just on CBD, but I hope it would be, I hope it's a helpful tool for me. Um, okay, I, I mean, please, God. What is that? My neighbors, literally, I never hear my upstairs neighbors until I turn a microphone on. And then, wow, do their feet have a lot to say. They're like, oh, just just me. Yeah, they're like, Stomping oh, around. Bee, Bee's recording. It's time to vacuum. It's <laughs> So, um, thanks for joining us. Uh, this has been um, Triple F Dogcast. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Triple F Dogcast. And you can also email us at Triple F Dogcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or want us to talk about something. Yeah, send us your um, ideas or um, if you have any questions. If you want to send us um, a video of your dog doing weird shit, we're, we'll try to break it down for you. Um, we're also on Patreon at Triple F Dogcast um, for, like, what is it, a dollar? For a dollar a month, um, you'll get access to basically just, like, typed up cheat sheets that I have um, uh, related to the stuff that we talk about on the show. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, please. Uh, We are going to be stumbling into a slightly more regular recording schedule now that the holidays are over. And um, if anyone's concerned, I got straight A's on my 17-unit semester. So that's part of... Thank you, thank you. That's part of why I went AWOL for a while. Um, Yeah, it was worth it. The, The straight A's were worth it, so... Um, but we're back and we're going to be recording once a week so um, we would love to hear from you guys alrighty thanks for listening bye bye